0: Good
1: morning, good morning, good to have you all here this morning. Yesterday, thank you all who helped yesterday. We had a great turnout for the parade, a great time uh, with the booth. We gave away hundreds of pieces of materials and, and uh, just it was a great day. So I don't know how many were there, I really don't. I would have them stand, but there's people in the overflow as well. So whoever you are, you know who you are, just consider yourself thanked. Uh, greatly. We really appreciate it. What a joy it is. Uh, Before I get these things up there, let me say these or I'll forget. The Hope class is having a Christmas get-together after the AM service next Sunday in the Fellowship Hall. Are we doing a a thing on Saturday, Miss Abby? Is that still on for Saturday? So our class is having a get-together on Saturday. Oh, it's up there. There you go. Uh, So they got their Partners in Life, uh, Family Christmas, Christmas, JD and Abby's house at uh, 4.30 on Saturday the 9th, so bring a dish to share and a homemade gift to exchange. Uh, make sure you do that. Blankets, they got the blankets all covered, so to speak, uh, but um, if you happen to, have, like you bought them and didn't turn them in, the nursing home said that they would be glad to store them back. They always are in need of blankets, so that's not a problem. All right, we'll start the uh, the regular order now, so that I messed everything up. Welcome guests, if you're visiting for the first time, please stop by the uh, the welcome center and give us an opportunity to welcome you officially and give you a gift and and, uh, those kinds of things. If you're visiting online for the first time, there's a QR code right there. You can scan that QR code, let us know that you're out there listening. Always is an encouragement to us as we see those things. And uh, then Jesus came, um, revival, wow, cantata is coming up on December the 17th. Uh, So that is two weeks from today at 6 o'clock in the evening. Following that cantata, we will have our our um, kind of Christmas caroling get-together time, and uh, we'll have some hot chocolate and things like that. So uh, we're looking forward to uh, those things coming up. But that's two weeks from today, uh, Christmas cantata. Please invite people to come out and be a part of the cantata. It's always a a joy. The choirs work hard on it. There's a play part that goes with it, and uh, you'll enjoy it. Uh, Christmas Eve services are the morning service is at 10 o'clock. Uh, only one service, no Sunday school, Uh, we changed the time, I'm I'm aware, we're trying to, you know, that it's Christmas Eve, so we'll do a 10 o'clock in the morning service, and then the evening service will be our normal, uh, I don't know if you've been around our church very long, but we do a kind of like a gathering around the piano type of thing here at our church, so we just invite our church people to come, Uh, if you... Don't normally sing specials, but, you know, you wouldn't mind doing something at Christmas time. Brian Walker, you're on. I put you on the list, by the way. And uh, so uh, we'll, it's that kind of thing. You can sign other people up, but you just have to let them know, all right? You can't just uh, sign them up and then they don't show up. But I do need to know if you plan on participating. It doesn't have to be singing. It can be instrumental. It can be a group. It can be a family thing. If you just want your whole family to, uh, to sing for it, that's great. Bring them out. We'll do that. That's the Christmas Eve service here uh, on that Sunday evening at 6 o'clock. So there's two services Christmas Eve. A.M. is the normal service time, and then, or not normal service time, but a normal service, Christmas Eve service, and then uh, our Christmas Eve service here. IFBF Men's Meeting is coming up Saturday, January the 13th. That's an all day event, 9 to noon. Uh, lunch is included. It's at Grace Baptist in Muncie. Uh, Mark Herbster is the speaker, it's a, it's a men's meeting, there will be about 300 to 400 men there, it's a it's a great encouragement, guys, you need to make plans, bring your sons, uh, teenagers on up, it fits well for little guys, maybe not as long as it's a long day, but uh, it you'll enjoy it, I trust, I, I know you will, so if you can uh, start making plans for it, we'll have a sign up so we know how many we need to make uh, accommodation for when it comes to travel. And then our Missionary of the Week is Micah Self. He's a missionary to the 1040 window. He's an evangelist to the 1040 window. What he does is goes to missionaries and runs evangelistic meetings for them uh, throughout, the, throughout the world, quite honestly, but focusing on the 1040 window. Uh, he is often in, in the United States as well, uh, so he spends some time at camps uh, this summer as well. And he's a, he's a, a well-sought-out Camp speaker. He was at the Wilds for the juniors when we were there for the uh, for the uh, teens. It was a great time. So uh, a young man and I, he was recently saved, shared a tent, and were able to have spiritual talks, prayer, and fellowship. I believe this could be a profitable ministry in the future. This is as he's staying, uh, you know, in, in his, uh, like, survival camps uh, in the Middle East. Uh, if you know of any young men who... Uh, grow up with grew up with their fathers i'm sorry no this is one in 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 alaska i'm sorry Uh, with their fathers and would benefit from this type of program please uh, reach out to me Uh, they're looking to actually do some of these things so derek and and the other lead are still working out details of the program so you can uh, pray for them about that he says i'm preparing to head back overseas bibles have been ordered plans are made for pastors conferences in the future and discipleship Uh, And it's happening, we're talking about now in the mission field. Uh, The main event uh, request at this time is the civil unrest in Myanmar. So uh, no, I'm sorry, I said that in Manipur. So if you would uh, pray for them as he is going to be working there as well. While it is possible for me to safely, while while it is possible for me to safely return, uh, I chose to cancel the meetings that I had there uh with how often I am getting to visit the uh often I am visiting the country. I don't want to raise the red flags as to why I keep returning. Uh and so right now it's a war zone, so if you just pray for him as he's uh, making those kinds of decisions. As Micah Self, uh he is a single guy and trying to use his life for the Lord uh in evangelism that way. That's how the men come. We'll take up the morning offering. It's again good to have you all here. And uh, Matt, if you would pray for um, Micah as he's ministering there. Pray for the offering. Pray for our service today, if you would, please.
2: Father, we love you this morning and just thank you for this opportunity to be able to come and worship you together as a church body. Lord, we um, are grateful for this opportunity um, to worship you freely. Uh, We do pray for our missionaries, um, for Brother Micah Self, and just the mission field that you've called him to. ask that you would give him... Um, Protection and safety as he travels to and from, but then just on the field, that God, you would watch over him and and open up doors of opportunity for him to share the gospel and to continue to disciple uh, men and women um, across the globe. I pray that you would just provide for him and continue to meet his needs, help him to just uh, walk in the spirit and and preach and teach that way as well. And uh, Lord, I pray that you would work in our hearts here at home. Um, Help us, God, to be concerned about souls and uh, the needs of those around us. We pray that you would... Bless this morning's service. May our hearts just be ready to to hear and learn and receive what you have for us, and we pray that you would bless this uh, offering this morning. Help us, God, to use it um, to further the gospel, and uh, pray that we would just go forth um, ready to share the hope of Jesus with others, and we thank you for this now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.
3: Thank you, ladies. Go ahead and stand with me. We're going to sing some Christmas songs this morning. We're going to start by saying Hark the Herald Angels. Sing. We'll sing three verses of this song. interesting
4: To the congregation which are able, please stand for the reading of sacred scripture. The epistle of Paul the Apostle to the Romans, chapter 8, beginning in verse 18. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption and to the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the firstfruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, to wit, the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. May the Lord prosper his word, whereto he sent it, remain standing.
3: We're going to continue on our Christmas theme by singing Angels We Have for On High. We'll sing three verses of this as well. verses of this. The first, the second, and the sixth.
0: Nothing
3: for a new hymn of the month, and finding a new Christmas hymn of the month every year is tough. And I was also thinking, we only sing our Christmas hymn of the month once a year, if that. And so we have five hymns of the month that we've done for Christmas, and there's five weeks in December. So we're going to do a new one each week, all right? So if you don't remember it or don't know it, you're going to learn it in a day, all right? If you do know it, cool, you just get to refresh, all right? So we're going to sing all four verses of How Dark the Night. If you don't know it, listen on the first verse. You've got three more verses to sing, and we'll sing it again tonight.
0: How dark the night in Bethlehem, where travelers sought for rest, how crude the cave they sheltered in, while sheep and oxen
3: Go ahead and stand with me as we sing the final three verses of How Dark the Night. How
0: Dark the Night, or Pastor's Sleep, where shall Bending near the earth to touch their hearts.
1: guys. It's a new group. I like that. That was nice. Take your Bible, turn to John, the third chapter of the book of John. Well, Christmas is upon us. uh, If you don't know this already, you have, what, 22 days, 21 shopping days, if you're counting it that way. So uh, three weeks from today is Christmas Eve. With it being on a Sunday, that's why it's kind of odd for our Christmas Eve services. Uh, So the next few years... We'll get Christmas off of Sunday. It helps us out a little bit, Christmas and Christmas Eve off of Sunday. But anyway, uh, so this year it's that way. Yesterday, uh, so those of you who have been asking, I'm feeling much better. Got on an antibiotic last week, cleared things up. It was fantastic. Praise the Lord for that. Uh, so I stood for about five hours yesterday outside the door of the, uh, of the what is the the back porch is what it's called, the back porch there in Wanamaker, and I sang Christmas carols to people as they came in. And uh, so, Miss Karen had gotten lost. She was trying to find us. Is she out here someplace? Miss Karen, you out there someplace? Uh, there she is. So, she had gotten lost. So, she's trying to find us. And she said, Pastor, I heard you singing.
0: <laughs>
1: so, uh, the volume of my voice obviously hasn't been affected. Any. We had a great time. It was a really good day yesterday. So, looking forward to uh, things coming up. This Saturday, we have two events taking place in the morning. We have the uh, Ladies' Christmas party, is it a Christmas party? Okay. I think there's about 90 of you signed up to be at that uh, this Saturday morning. And then this Saturday evening, the, my class has a Christmas uh, get-together. Then Sunday, Darren's class, or Chuck's class has a Christmas get It's that time of year. It just is, all right? So hopefully you'll be able to fit in everything, and uh, it's just a joy to uh, be able to make all of that stuff happen. But this being Christmas time, it's time for us to start talking a little bit about it. And uh, it is interesting that Christmas, what is the great way that we celebrate Christmas? Family. Say it again. Reading Reading the Christmas story. I'm not talking about you individually, but as a society, what's the great way we celebrate Christmas? Giving gifts, right? Giving gifts. It makes sense. It's actually a legitimately biblical way for us to honor Christmas. So in John chapter 3, you already know this verse, right? You can quote it with me. We're going to read verses 16, 17, and 18 together, and uh, then we'll have a word of prayer. For God so loved the world that he what? Gave. He gave his only begotten Son, that whoso believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life, some of you We're trying to read that with me. I'm sorry. That's great. I should let you do that. Uh, So we'll go ahead and read verses 17 and 18 together. How's that sound? You got your Bibles open? You ready? It says, for God, this means you can read it with me. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten of God. Let's pray. Father, we ask that you would uh, just meet with us today as we look at this passage of Scripture, as we consider how we honor Christmas and how legitimately it is a time of giving, and pray that you would help us to uh, grasp some of the gifts that you are offering and that you would uh, make some real and vibrant and alive in each of our lives. We'll thank and praise you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Bible says here in John 3:16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. And then throughout the rest of the Scripture, God recounts all the things that he gave us through Jesus Christ. I mean, it's throughout the Scripture, it really is, but we're going to look and I, there's, I, this is not an exhaustive list. I'm just jumping on some things that I think during this time of year we need to consider, we need to think about, uh, the Bible says that you know we have this great gift, and we, we honor the greatest gift ever given by giving gifts. Uh, that's, by the way, I, I have no problems with that. In Matthew chapter 5, in verse 16, it says, Let your light so shine before men that they might do what? See your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. It says, see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And, and so the reality is, as Christians, what we're supposed to be doing is living out the good works of what God has done, and that reflects the gift, the character, and the gift of God uh, in the way we live out our lives. So we celebrate Christmas by giving gifts. I, I'm not opposed to the gift-giving concept. I am opposed to the greed and the merchandising of Christmas. I, I, I understand how this works, uh, but we are dealing with an unsaved world. But it, just, it, it is almost comical that... Most of the world does not believe in Jesus Christ as their Savior. You understand that, right? Uh, We get a skewed uh, view of reality sometimes because we live in our own little bubble. Most of the people in our world know Christ. And we somehow think that that translates into the way it is. But it's not. Uh, By and large, most of the world is not on its way to heaven, and does not understand the gospel. I can even prove that from Scripture. The Bible says, broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that enter therein. Right? But narrow is the way that leadeth to life, and few there be that find it. Uh, The reality is, most of the world is is not on its way to heaven, and we need to understand that. But it is funny, comical, if you'll let me use that word, that while the world does not appreciate the gift of Jesus Christ, and many and those that do not appreciate the gift are literally standing as open enemies to the God of heaven, to the gospel, to Jesus Christ, will still celebrate Christmas. Think about this. I mean, what an opportunity God has given us, because the entire planet literally is going to come to a screeching halt in about two and a half, or three, three weeks, three weeks in a day, I guess, in about three weeks to celebrate something. And we have a great opportunity to use this time to share the gospel. But that's just an aside. I wanted you to focus on what God gave us through Jesus Christ. As we look just at the passage, it says, For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whoso believes in Him should not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. Would somebody please tell me, what is everlasting life? Eternal life. Life that doesn't end. That's what it is. And it's it's really, uh, we need to focus on the word life, because it's not breath. I want you to catch this. It doesn't mean that this life never ends. We want this life to end. We want this mortal to put on immortality. Do you understand? That's when we really start living. Uh, that's the joy of what, what uh, eternity is all about. But it, he gives us everlasting life. He gives us spiritual vibrancy, life in Jesus Christ. He resurrects us from our spiritual death. We who were dead in trespasses and sins, you hath he quickened, the Bible says. He quickens us and brings us to life. And what a great gift it is. And so one of the great things we need to focus on is that God gives us the gift of eternal life. I'm never going to die. I I have no problems, by the way, understanding the fact that I'm never going to die. I can understand forward thinking. I struggle, I'm just being honest, I struggle to understand the concept of a God who never started. I can understand future eternity... But past eternity blows my mind. It just is like that, uh, that's one that's just not, just doesn't compute here. But God never. There's never been a time there wasn't God. He He is the great I am, right? Not the great I will be or the great I was. He's the great I am, and that's God. But uh, anyway, so God's one of the gifts that God gives us through Jesus Christ by believing on Him is He gives us eternal life. That being said, that comes through a process of things, right? Uh, Forgiveness of sins, Colossians chapter 1 verse 14 says this, In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. In order for us to partake of this wonderful thing called eternal life, in order for us to drink of the water of life, in order for us to have access to that tree of life, we must be spiritually brought to life. And that means that our sin debt has to be taken care of pulled out of the way. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. And it does not mean physical death only, although it is physical death. We're all going to die one day, physically. But the reality is, without Christ, we're already dead. We are dead in our trespasses and sins. We are spiritually dead. Our ability to have a relationship with a holy, righteous God is cut off through sin. And all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so... We don't have access to this God of the universe except through Jesus Christ. And Colossians tells us that, right? It says, we're redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, even the forgiveness of our sins. So that when God looks at me, unlike you, you look at me and you see all of the things you wish I were, <laughs> right? Uh, you love me, I know that. But the reality is, you see everything that's missing. And you're like, man... He's a nice guy, but, all right, uh, you know what God sees? The blood of Jesus Christ. There is no sin debt. I stand before God justified, just as if I'd never sinned. I stand before God redeemed with my sins forgiven. And that's the joy. That's one of the great gifts. You know how freeing that is to not be carrying around guilt? Isn't that amazing? Remember when you used to have guilt? You'd come to church and you'd sit and you'd scrunch up in your seat and think, oh, here it comes again. The pastor's going to blast me. And really the pastor has nothing to do with it, but the Holy Spirit takes the word of God and he begins to work on your heart. And that guilt is, is awful and you despise going to church. You despise hearing the word of God. You're afraid to go to your family get-togethers because you know grandma's going to, you know, back you into a corner and all of that is there. But then the guilt is taken away. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. And we walk into church with the load lifted. We walk into church with this relationship with God completed. And we have access to the throne. We go to the family reunions and we enjoy the time together. Because we can. Because our sin debt is taken care of. God gives us the gift of eternal life. He gives us forgiveness of sins. He gives us Salvation, redemption, we talked about redemption already, justification. Romans chapter 3 says this, being justified freely by his grace, we have the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. We have that justification that, I, I just said it to you, just as if I'd never sinned. It's, it's, a, it's a hard thing to comprehend. God is holy. He cannot simply pretend we did not sin. When God forgives us, it is not because he is just ignoring our sin. That's not the case. The Bible literally says, read Isaiah chapter 53, that he took our sin and laid it upon his son. And the Father, the Holy Father, the Bible says in Isaiah 53, was satisfied. His righteous judgment was meted out unto Jesus Christ. So that he, Christ, became sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. The gift of justification is incredible. So now, because I've trusted Jesus Christ, my Savior, I've been given justification. I stand before God just as if I had never sinned. I stand before God, redeemed, how I love to proclaim it. I stand before God, saved by the blood of the Crucified One. This is the gift that came to us through Jesus Christ. We read it, and we read it almost like it's a little kid understanding, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Every first grader, you know, that's been in a Christian home can quote that verse probably. And, and sometimes we forget the depth of it. It is, it is right that we would honor Christmas with giving because it is the season of giving then he goes on he doesn't stop there I mean if you stopped there it'd be enough right if all God does through Jesus Christ is allow me to go to heaven <laughs> fantastic I, I, if that's all he did if that's where his gifts stopped it would still be worth it but the Bible goes on and I'm not going to exhaust these gifts I'm just going to give you some of them Romans chapter 5, verse 1 says this, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have, do you might know what it says? Peace with God. Now, there's another verse in Philippians that says, and the peace of God. And there's two kinds of peace spoken up in the scripture, and both of them are given to us through Jesus Christ. When I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior, the Bible says literally, once before I was saved, I was an enemy of God. There was enmity between God and I. And and I could not go to Him. Uh, I, I could not come boldly to His throne. I could not enter into His presence. Every good thing that I would do was tainted by my sin and became as filthy rags. I had nothing to offer God. But through Jesus Christ, I have peace with God. Whereas before I was the enemy of God, now I have peace with God. And once peace has been made, think of what that gives you. Think of the opportunity it gives you. If, if two countries are at war, you, you probably don't go visit them, right? You don't have access. But when two countries are, are at peace, all of a sudden the, border, the doors are flung open and we're welcome to commune with one another. That's the idea of this peace with God. I no longer am, am at, at odds with God. Now, that doesn't mean I'm doing everything perfect. It doesn't mean I'm doing everything right. Uh, I am still waiting for this mortal to put on immortality. But in the meantime, through Jesus Christ, I have peace with God. So the Bible literally says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace. That we literally walk into the throne room... That before I had nothing to give because every one of my good works was filthy rags. Now I come boldly to the throne of grace and there find grace to help in time of need. That's the peace with God. And then, Philippians tells us about the peace of God. And what does the Bible tell us about that peace of God? It does what? Passes. Can't explain it. Can't explain it. Many of you have just gotten over surgeries, many of you are facing surgeries, many of you have, keep filling in the blank, just buried loved ones, many of you are about to bury loved ones, it is what it is, this is life. And it's difficult sometimes to be in those phases of life. And the world looks at us and thinks, how in the world are they enduring it and there's a, a way, something we can't understand. Because it's a peace that passes all understanding. I can't explain it. I can't explain it. I just know it's so. not only do I have peace with God, but I have the peace of God. Think about this for a moment. What is the peace of God like? You and I are at odds with all kinds of things in life. We lose our peace because, you know, we're facing cancer. And it's likely that we're going to lose. And all of us, whether it's cancer or not, we're facing death at some point. We're going to lose, right? That's just the reality. Uh, we get in situations at work, and we're afraid we're going to get fired. We, get in situa- we, we fear because, because we lose our peace because we we're afraid of losing. Have it ever dawned on you that God has never been afraid of losing? <laughs> ever. The peace of God is that he has never, ever been afraid. So think of the scariest thing you're facing. And think that God is giving you access to his peace. A peace that passes understanding. Because God has never been without peace. Think about this. Remember when it was storming and the disciples were all scared half out of their wits? And what was Jesus doing? Sleeping. Because God has never been without peace. Never. And he offers us through Jesus Christ the gift of ...of a peace that passes all understanding. Peace with God and the peace of God. That's one of the things that God offers us. What a joy it is. Speaking of joy, listen to Romans chapter 5. This is what it says. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ... ...by whom we now have received the atonement. In First Peter it says this. Whom having not seen ye love, in whom though now ye see him not, yet... Believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. It is interesting that um, the word unspeakable is only used a couple of times in the scripture. And it's related to joy, two of those, three, I think three times, and two of them are related to joy. The third time is when the Apostle Paul says that, uh, you know, he was, whether in the body or out of the body, I could not tell, but heard Unspeakable things uttered that he was not allowed to share. All right, so uh, it, it's an interesting concept. But unspeakable—that word unspeakable—is used to describe this joy that God wants to give us. It's what enables us to to face life with a smile, to face life without without uh, throwing in the towel and calling it quits. It's what enables us to keep on going. When life keeps on pounding, it's a joy unspeakable and full of glory. And that comes through Jesus Christ. That's what these verses were telling us. That it comes to us through Jesus Christ. When God said, I love the world so much that I'm going to give my son. He he was giving salvation. He was giving forgiveness of sins. But it was way beyond that. He was giving a peace with God and a peace of God. He was giving joy, unspeakable and full of glory. This is the season of giving. It is. And God just continues to give and to give and to give. In Philippians chapter 2, it says this, If there be, therefore, any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any vows and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded. Now, here's, the, here's what he's saying. In Christ, if there be any of these things in Christ. And one of the things he gives us here is comfort. We sing about it at Christmas time. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Because what God does is comfort. And he doesn't just comfort like this isn't like a, a warm blanket. Right? You understand? It's beyond that. He comforts my soul. He doesn't just make me physically comfortable. He comforts my soul. It's a consolation that is in Christ. It is a comfort that is in Christ. When God gave us Jesus, he gave us comfort. And that's an amazing thought, right? Have you ever, have you ever needed comfort? Uh-huh. In fact, uh, it would be, it would be shorter for us to find the person in here ...who would say, I've never needed comfort. Right? That would be the short list. I'm guessing that they don't exist in this room... ...and if they do, it's because they're too young... ...to understand what comfort looks like. All of us have needed comfort. This is what God does. He steps in through Jesus Christ... ...and he offers us comfort. And so, when life beats us down... ...and is gonna, we not only have joy... ...in spite of it, but God comforts us. Um i don't I can't explain comfort, and in some ways, the ways that I think about it I'm like, Lord, please never help me understand comfort to this measure. you understand i've I've never buried a spouse, I've never buried a child, and I'm begging God to let me die first. I know it's selfish of me. let them bury me. I don't care. You know, I don't want that kind of comfort. I just as soon go through the rest of my life and never know what that is. But here's what I know. While I've not seen it myself, I've seen it in others. I've watched God comfort you. Because your pastor can't do it. I've never been there. I don't know what it's like. But I've stood alongside some of you as you buried a spouse. As you buried a child. And I've watched the God of all comforts step into your lives in ways that I can't. And it's phenomenal to watch. It is. What God offers us through Jesus Christ is not easy to explain. It's not easy to understand. But through Jesus Christ, he offers us more than just eternal life. He offers us comfort. In Romans chapter 5, he says this. When you were yet without remember what the word is? When you were yet without strength, in due season, Christ died for the ungodly. He says in Second Corinthians 12, "My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness." In Philippians chapter four, he says this, "I can do all things through Christ, which you know what God does through Jesus Christ? He gives us strength. You ever needed some strength? I'm not talking about lifting barbells, even though it's, you know I, I'm amazed when I really watch it being done. I'm not so amazed that I want to do it myself. But anyway, you get the idea. Uh, it, it's amazing to watch it. But you know, the strength that God gives is the strength to endure when life is hard to endure. What do you say to someone whose marriage is falling apart? And they're willing... They're ready, but their spouse says, I don't care, I'm going to let it fall apart. It's easy for me to say, endure. but you know what God does? He gives strength so that I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. You know, somebody comes and says, you know, Pastor, I, I want to get things right, and it requires forgiveness, and sometimes forgiveness is hard to give because the hurt. Is so deep, but you know what the Bible says? I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And God gives us strength, and just in due time, just when we need it, through Christ, God steps in and gives us the strength that we need to get through the difficulties that life is dealing out at us. I don't know what it's like, what it was like for Job. Can you imagine? I've I've stood up here and. And uh, it's just the thought of bearing one child just goes beyond what I can even imagine. I just can't think of it. Can you imagine having somebody come in and say, "Hey Job," all of your kids were sitting at a table, and the roof fell in and killed them all, all of them. Can you imagine how do you deal with that? You go to a God who can give you strength to endure. And so this Job says, naked came I into the world, naked I leave. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Wow. God gives us strength that we can't understand. It all comes through Jesus Christ. When the Bible says God loved this world so much that he gave his only begotten son, we often just narrow it down to this one little thing, not that it's a little thing, but this one thing... But what God gives us through Jesus Christ is unfathomable. In fact, the Bible says things like this. I would that you could understand the depth and the height and the breadth of this truth. It's it's beyond us to be able to comprehend it. One last one, we're done. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are... And this verse is often used as a physical healing, and, you know, God can heal physically. That's never been a question mark, right? God can, but that's not what's being spoken of here in Isaiah chapter 53. When, when, I, when Christ is being put to death, and Isaiah chapter 53 is describing this, it is so that the justice of God can be satisfied. Get down to verse 9. It's a spiritual healing. Because without Christ, we are, we are broken. We are the broken ones. But in Christ, he heals us. He makes us whole again. And able to then go boldly to that throne of grace. We could keep going. We're, we're, it's a long list. But I want you to stop and think about this, this holiday season. God has given us something in Jesus Christ. And it makes sense for us to honor the greatest gift ever known by the giving of gifts. It makes sense to do this. So every time you're giving a gift, do it like the Bible says. Here's what the Bible says Jesus said, if you give a cup of cold water in my name, it's as if you placed it into the hand of the Father. Think about that. You're giving it to God. So. Let's let this season remind us constantly of all the things God has given us in Jesus Christ. Head bowed, eyes closed, please. All of this and more is available to everyone who has trusted Jesus Christ as their Savior. You say, Pastor John, I can remember a time in which I put my faith, my confidence, my trust in what Jesus did on the cross as the payment for my sins. And Pastor John, like John 3.16 says... I have believed, and whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And according to the authority of the word of God, Pastor, I'm going to heaven one day. I've trusted Jesus Christ my Savior. Slip your hand up and let me rejoice with you on that, would you? Thank you so much. Put your hands down. Maybe say, Pastor John, the reality is, I can't remember a time that I have put my faith, my confidence, my trust, in what Jesus did on the cross as a payment for my sins. And Pastor, if I were to die today, I'm not certain that I have that gift of eternal life being spoken of there. And I'm concerned about my soul. Pastor, would you pray for me? No one else will look around as you mean, Lord, I want to pray for you all. Say, Pastor, would you pray for me? Would you slip your hand up and let me see that so I can pray for you? Anyone like that here this morning? Then let me ask you, Christian. Let me ask you this. Just as truly as the gift of salvation, we must accept it. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. God gave the the world Jesus, his son. But we must accept the gift. And all of these other gifts are the same. We must accept what God has given us. Now, salvation gives us many of those, right? Justification, sanctification, all that. That's that's all wrapped up in that one believing on Christ. But are we missing out on joy, unspeakable and full of glory because we're bypassing accepting the gift? Do we have a God who's trying to comfort us and we keep pulling away? Do we have a God who's offering us his strength we're letting it go. Christian, we have so much available to us in Jesus. And this season, God is saying, let me give it to you. Pastor John, I know I'm a Christian, that's not the question. But Pastor, there's, there's so many gifts I'm leaving, lay under the tree. You know, James says it this way, you have not because Yes, not. Pastor John, I've been bypassing so many things that God wants to give me. And I'd like for this season to be a time that I would accept another gift from a loving Heavenly Father. God's brought something to mind this morning that I need to deal with. Pastor, would you pray for me? Would you slip your hand up and let me see that so I can pray for you? That's where I'm at, Pastor. Thank you. Thank you. I see that one. Thank you. Three, four. Anyone else? Father, loving God who desires to give us so much, we thank you. And I pray that you would help all of these dear folk to avail themselves of the wonderful gifts that you've offered through Jesus Christ. Do your work today in hearts, and we'll thank and praise you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand. We're going to sing together, All to Jesus I surrender, all to him I freely give. As the altar is open, you step out let the Lord have his way, would you?
0: All to Jesus. I-
1: this way, please notice that uh, not only do we sometimes forget that there's a lost and dying world out there, because we kind of live in a bubble, but also, among God's people, there are those who are bypassing gifts that God longs to give us, and uh, sometimes we can just be that encouragement, right? He's given us so that the iron sharpening iron concept could take place. Anything else I'm supposed to be announcing? Oh, well, okay.
5: If you and your wife can leave, please. Okay. And Brett, you and your wife, and David,
3: are you dismissing them?
5: follow them also. Yeah. J- what?
1: He's going with pretend wife. With his
5: pretend wife. But do not go into the fellowship hall. I'll, I will take care of this this, Mac, can you close the doors, please? Thank you. All right, well this is a good message for today cuz uh it is an opportunity for us to be a blessing to our pastors, uh Pastor Brett and Pastor Pastor John. And uh this year David is is uh filling in for uh uh Pastor Andrews in in absence of Pastor Andrews. So, it is an an opportunity for us to be a blessing to them. So, it's time to give uh our pastors if you've been here for any amount of time at all, you know if you if your need if they need if you need them, they are there um, My father just passed away and uh and boy the uh the support that I got from our pastors and our church family is is just tremendous and and I thank you for that but we do need we do every year take up an offering for the pastors and if you give through the offering plates on the uh envelopes, if on the bottom uh, bottom right side. If you can make sure and specify how much you want to give to each one. If you just give one amount and don't specify, we just split it evenly. Okay. Uh, there is there are, there are two other ways of giving. The first one is online. Uh, but if you give online, you go under you go under purpose. And it'll say uh, love gift for, and you put which pastor you want that to go for. And then if you could, because there's a delay, there's like a three-day l- delay there, uh, if you could uh, email uh, sbtfinance at gmail.com uh, then the, and tell them what you've given in to whom. And then you can also mail it in. Now, the problem with this is we only, we, we'd like to have these done by next week. So that we can present the uh, monies to the pastors on the seventeenth, so if we could uh, if we could get that done, there is a letter in your mailboxes out here. If you have a mailbox out here, I'm only announcing this because some of you don't have that have a mailbox um, so if you if you uh would please take that out of the mailbox and then not leave it around the church because the pastors are here uh, and and a lot of times they pick these up and read them and uh and so it's expected and this is an awkward announcement that's why I had them leave but but that's what we want to do so so in years past we have taken care care of our pastors very well and they deserve it so i'm going to try this the lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and give you peace go home